you're today's resident expert on BBWs. We're going to talk about how you got that way. You are now listening to another episode of the Kinky Heathen Podcast. Today I have Orion. What was your sex at birth? Male. This episode isn't going to be uh, visual. So if someone saw you on the street, how would you present? Um, I'd present as male. What are your pronouns? He, him. And what is your gender? Male. How do you identify? Straight. Meaning you're into? The opposite gender. So female or one who presents as female to me. All right. Well, hello, darling. We're going to play a word game and see how many kinks and fetishes you actually do know. Okay. You love it when your partner passes gas. What's it called? Oh, um, you could do I this. Know. I don't know. I don't know because I'm sure there's, I don't know. Are you yawning um, on the podcast? Huh? No, no, not at all. It's called eproctophilia. 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 Interesting. E- Obviously, the epocto part must come from a Greek origin. I've just never heard of that term before. Okay. Mm-hmm. E P R O C T O. P-H-I-L-I-A. Ah, procto. Okay. Like pro, okay, like posterior. All right. Proctologist. Yes. Right. Yeah. So bottom. All right. All right. Now we're going to do two terms related to today's show. One of these, you got to get. I would look at you funny if you don't. <laughs> Morphophilia. Morph, change shape. So love of shape. Okay. You're close. It's for a different mm-hmm. physique. Arousal from a person mm. with a different physique. Sexual attraction to partners with a certain type of body characteristic, such as size, shape, skin color, hair, that are different from what I, when, from what you actually look like. So ah, let's say okay. if you're a giant, you, you may be attracted to dwarves or um, amputees or big people, BBWs. This one you got to okay. get. All right. Hit me with the next one. Lipophilia. Oh, love of fat. <laughs> <laughs> Sexual attraction to obese individuals. Insert a hand clap for them. <laughs> and here's your bonus round one since you did so well. Macro genitalism. Mm, I'm imagining a large genital. Either, you know. Exactly. Look at you. Yeah. Look at you knowing them. We're going to get into the meat of today's episode. You're today's resident expert on BBWs. We're going to talk about how you got that way. So first... To you, what is a BBW? Big, beautiful woman. That is a that is the term, that is a definition for me, even though there's several. But when I say BBW, that's pretty much what it what, what I stick to. Is a BBW, is it based on height? Is it based on weight? What makes a BBW to you? Um, to me, I, I would say any woman that's probably above maybe a size 10 or 12 that happens to be attractive right now that that's where things kind of get relative because not every person who isn't a bbw is attracted to the same type of shape or look um like there are some gentlemen who like who are more into top heavy women and there are some gentlemen like myself who are into more bottom heavy women and there are some men who who like women that are that have uh, larger stomachs um, or particular look, and then there's there's other realms of of I guess like the different types of BBW that guys are into. Wait a minute, 
So there's different types of BBWs. Well, canonically, I don't know. To me, there are, right? Um, like, for instance, there are, there are some uh, gentlemen who have an attraction towards uh, women that reach a, a level of, um, I guess, obesity where they're immobile. Right. And that's their thing. That's oh, their... OK. So like the feeders and the chub chasers. Exactly. Right. So the like though the the, uh, the women that are like that, that are built like that or maybe in those situations may not, you know, not turn me on sexually per se. But for them, that's what they're really into. Or, you know, me and a friend of mine, can we can go both go to the same social event where there's mostly like bigger women and be completely attracted to totally different sets of women he may be attracted to the women who will have you know bigger chests and smaller lower bodies and big bellies or i'm gonna be more into the pear-shaped women so when one says they're into bbw it's very hard it's, it's very hard to generalize that right because for instance situations i've run into where it's like you know i make it known that i do prefer a woman of size i'm into bbw but the woman who may be more top heavy and not bottom heavy at all will assume that I'll be attracted to her. And that won't necessarily be the case. So sometimes I will say that I am, I like pear shaped BBW to be more specific. Right. So then that expectation isn't necessarily there. Not to say that there is, you know, not to say that there is anything less attractive about a BBW that may have a different shape that may be different from what I may be attracted to, what another guy is attracted to. It just basically stated, it's just basically stating that um, not, not all BBW lovers are the same. Now, um, when we talked prior, you told me that there are different names for BBW body types. Yes. So um, pear shaped, obviously, right? Shaped like a pear, smaller on top, bigger on bottom, top heavy. So that's, you know, bigger breasts, bigger chest. Um, and the top, the top side is, um, just bigger than the lower, uh, the lower end. Um, and then you have, I don't know the term for this one, but the one, the ones that are a little bit apple shaped, right. They're a little bit more belly. Um, they're more like their body's more belly, belly focused. Um, and then you have uh, SSBBW, right, which is supersized BBW. And with that, you have, you know, supersized pairs. You have supersized top-heavy. So when we talk about supersized, this is like this. I, generally speaking, supersize is around like 350 and above, right? Um, when we're talking around like average height for a woman. Um, now, in terms of women who happen to be particularly tall, I think that um, it really depends on I guess on how it's distributed, distributed, but I think that's still considered BB, SSBBW when I think about it, because I think SSBBW is more around the actual weight than the actual like measurements and dimensions, because, you know, as you know, um, the same amount of weight on a shorter woman versus a taller woman can look quite different. But from my experience, once, once a woman, once a woman reaches around that 350 range, the concept of SSBBW seems to remain consistent throughout the various heights. Now, tell me about this. Um, I think you mentioned the term was full apron. Tell me about the term surrounding uh, that. So I, as a BBW lover, and I've paid attention to a lot of 
various aspects of a woman's form, right? Before, you know, I got into this, um, my hobby was art. So I used to draw a lot of, I used to draw people. I used to make money drawing portraits. I used to paint. So I'll notice these very interesting details that, that seem to, um, seem to help me to understand more of kind of like what physical aspects I'm attracted to. So now full apron is a term that um, some BBWs use to refer to like belly types, right? You have, so you have, um, so to me, um, you have the pouch belly. And the pouch belly is when the stomach comes out, but it doesn't quite cover like the vaginal area. But, you know, the stomach protrudes a little bit. It's very cute. It's a it's very beautiful thing. And then you have the full fupa, right? And that's also gorgeous too. And that's when it kind of, the belly comes out and it starts to get to a point where it's like the top of the vagina or even, even probably almost fully cover the vagina, right? And then there's a full apron. So the full apron, so imagine what, um, when you see like a, a maid, right? What a maid is supposed to look like, especially from the old TV shows, how far the apron would go down. That's, now imagine that being a belly instead. Like the belly just kind of like just goes down that far. So that's called like the full apron. And there's and there's a collection of BBW lovers that really love like bellies. They love like the full apron and, you know, they'll worship her stomach, they'll, you know, lick on her, they'll touch her. And it's, it's very, it's like when I've seen it, it's very affectionate, right? It's a very, very beautiful thing to actually observe. Though me personally, I find that, um, for me, the belly type, the type of belly type I'm attracted to is based on like, uh, I guess, the size and shape of the woman, right? So like, for instance, full apron, I'm trying to buy full apron on like more of an SSBBW, but not more of like a BBW or a, you know, uh, a woman that's under the BBW range of size. Um, but my particular favorite is the FUPA or the pouch, right? Okay. So for me, so the pouch to me is like, um, okay, so it's more when the belly just protrudes on the front. So it doesn't necessarily change the shape of her silhouette, right? So you don't have, uh, you don't have a situation where she's more like love handle, right, than, than, than front. It's just mostly just the front, right? So that's my favorite on a BBW. And then, you know, with the FUPA, you have a little bit, sometimes you have a little bit like kind of like, you know, um, coming on the side a little bit, a little bit more love handles or whatever. And that's pretty sexy too. In the full apron, sometimes it'll actually, you know, um, it'll actually control the silhouette, right? And so for me, because on an SSBBW, because she's so big and she's so curvy, like the full apron doesn't necessarily affect the silhouette at all. So oh, for me, okay. it's a silhouette. That's what I'm attracted to. It's that curvy silhouette, that pear or hourglass silhouette. Let me ask. So how did you find out you were attracted to that? When was like the first moment you saw a bigger and you was like, yeah, that's it. That's what I need. Tell me about that. Cause I know everyone um, has that one moment when they saw what they liked and they knew that was it. The very first time I must've been around seven or eight years old. Right. And it was a, and it was a, uh, I think she was a high school girl. Right. That I was attracted. Mind you, I was like, very young. So I'm, I'm thinking she must have been high school age and she just happened to be just big and curvy. And all I knew was I couldn't get her out of my mind. Right. For a while. 
but then once you know i started to sexually mature and understand a little bit more it was when i was around 12 and then um the school i went to there was a lot of uh a lot of women coming from a, a certain nation in uh, Africa that was dealing with uh, a civil war, and so you know, African women, some of some of them are built like quite majestically, and some of these girls were like BBW but super curvy BBW, and so you know, going through junior going through junior high at the years, you know, it's like oh, I think this girl's cute, this girl's whatever, whatever, and then I see this one woman, and I'm on rock, and I'm like. And I'm like, I don't, I, I stopped going up. I started getting, I stopped like answering questions because I didn't want a, the teacher to have me stand up and go to the board because I knew that this was going on and, and there was nothing I can do about it. What was and, going you know, on? Sitting, Talk to me about it. What happened? It was a full on rock hard erection. It was painful. It was, it was, it was just like, oh my God, you know? And it was like, I was like looking at this girl and, you know, and another thing too is like a lot of these girls, you know, they, they may on paper, they're a certain age when in reality, they, they may not be that age. So they were probably really like, you know, they probably claim to be 13, but they're really probably 16 year olds. Right. So I'm just like so ridiculously turned on that I didn't even know how to like handle it. I would have a book on my, uh, you know, on, on a book under my desk over my things and nobody would notice it. And then I would think about something like, I would think about like nature, trees, something that would kind of like calm me down. Right. And then, um, and then, but I didn't really talk about it as much, but it wasn't until uh, an experience in high school where there was this like one SSBBW student, and she was just an absolute pair, right? She was like the most parious woman I've woman I've ever seen, right? Even though she probably was like seventeen at the time, and I was like, I think I was on fifteen, and like there was something that came over me because I was always this very nerdy kid, and I never really, you know, um, even though I was attracted to girls, I never really had any extreme reactions to girls at all, not like my friends. And um, here I am, I'm staring at this girl. And mind you, she's wearing like this like Catholic school type of skirt or whatever. I think she probably was a transfer or something. And I'm just watching her walk and these legs are just so huge and jiggling. And I'm just like, just, I'm just watching her whole body jiggle. I'm literally drooling. And I'm just like, like, I'm just getting hard beyond belief. And I just started hyperventilating. And I'm like, what is this primal rage overcoming me? And then I was sitting playing chess with all the other nerdy kids right because that's what we would do you would just be in the cafeteria we'd just eat and we'd just play chess right and then i stopped and i just was breathing hard and they're like what is he looking at and they saw her and then they looked at me and they saw her and they're like oh my god oh my god and then all of a sudden i heard yo he's not gay dudes like yo he's not gay like we were wrong and i was like wait a minute what wait 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 and i, I stopped there and i was like wait, wait a minute what wait a minute Y'all thought I was gay. They're like, yeah, like we've never seen you act any type of weird way with girls. Like you never seem to talk about girls like that. You just, you know, you talk about like computers and chess and all this stuff. And then like now this girl walks around, right? It's like probably two times, three times your size. And like, you literally can't breathe, dude. You know And I'm like? And then I was like, yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Like, like, so there's a difference. There's, there's levels to it. And I think like seeing that had let me realize what my ultimate level of like, sexual attraction was and i had to discover it. i had to really look into it and everything like that and um you know as i realized like as i've gotten older like i also started finding like smaller like you know like 
quote unquote, just regular BBW size women attractive too. Like that was like my first love. She was a BBW girl. And most of my relationships were with BBW. I've only had like one relationship with a woman who wasn't a BBW. You date BBWs. It started really young. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. First of all, like you to the core BBW doubt. Yeah. I was just like, yeah. the smallest <laughs> BBW you've ever been with or the smallest that constitutes as a BBW. Um, I would say she must have, been, well, I would put her at 410 and maybe around 180. And yeah, because she was short. Oh, she was thick. Say, she was thick. T-H-Y-C-K, thick. Oh, she was <laughs> thick. Oh my goodness, like... I felt, you know, I'm, I'm only five, six. I felt tall and I felt powerful. And I was like, I was like, oh, this is, this is why tall guys like short women. This is interesting, you know? Um, but, you know, actually, in actuality, most of my girlfriends are actually always a little bit taller than me. Only I would say, um, yeah, I would say like through my relationships with the women that were about my, like either my height or a bit taller. Right. Only like two, they were like shorter. And then, you know, out of those two, one wasn't even BBW, but she was like a really, really like, you know, she, she, she really caught my attention. See, the thing about me is that I prefer BBW, right? But I don't fetishize BBW. That's the thing. Okay. I know what I prefer. I know what I like. Right. And it's not, it's not just like, oh, you know, I just like to have sex with big girls or, you know, I'm out here repping like, yo, I like big girls and blah, 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 like trying to like brag about it or anything like that. It's just that I just don't, I just don't happen to have a preference. Am I open to date a woman that's not a BBW? Of course. Right. But it's like, I just know, you know, if I was to build my perfect woman, she would be a pear shaped, pretty BBW. Now with BBW, We've talked about them small and we've talked about them supersized. But let's talk about BBWs and porn. Is it the wow. soft skin? Because I want to know, how did you get into BBW porn? Okay, that is an interesting story. So, <clears throat> um, so I, I, was, I was in my late 20s. And, you know, back then I had like the body of an Adonis. And I was hoeing it up, to be honest, right? Who's Adonis? And, huh? In this aspect, you got to tell me who Adonis is because I know who uh, he is, but you need to put that out there. This is for education. Uh, so from my understanding, Adonis, I believe, was a not a Greek god. I think he was a Roman god. And he was like this really beautiful man. And I don't remember the story behind him, but he's often used as a reference to like, you know, a beautiful, well built man right and so and that's why i looked at myself back then right i was like you know just had a six-pack i was old well i was like you know good career hyper intelligent type of guy you know um but you know back then i used to also pretend to be a bit of a thug which i really wasn't i just knew it worked um but that's a whole different story for another day of how i was able to pull that off but um that is true <laughs> so I so I was dealing with a lot of women around that time, right? Like, you know, I, I would say at that point I may have had like five women on rotation, all BBW girls. And um, and they all love spending time with me because I was good at what I did that back then. So 
on one hand, I was like, well, you know, it's like, you should one day just record us. Like, you don't understand. Like, you look like a porn star. And I'm like, for real? I'm like, whatever. I was like, I doubt that, right? So recorded it one day. And then I put it on, on this website. It's called fruit.com. Um, and it was a hit. And it was just like, people started asking me if I had a website, if I was like a professional. Oh, you're better than some of the professionals. I was like, for real, for real? I was like, well, I have the skills to do to, to work and build technology, right? And I have the skills to perform. Why not marry the both of them and try to, you know, create a profitable venture? So I, re- I went ahead and actually decided to make a business out of it, a legit business, like LLC, everything. And then that's kind of how it started. So my first few scenes were like um, scenes that I didn't really pay to produce. They were just like, you know, um, the women I knew at the time, but I was very good at anonymizing people. I really wasn't. Um, cause I was, you know, I anonymized myself because I totally live a different lifestyle outside of this, outside of the industry. Um, even though I love it. So, uh, so I deal in the realm of technology, right? So any, basically anything you need to be built technically, I can do it. I can build, I can build mobile apps. I can build websites. I can build server software. I can build processes that churn data all night like whatever it is i do it right so i always so on my personal life i always work with like different different clients and stuff like that and so the challenge is that i don't want i don't want an issue where a client you know kind of knows you know my involvement in the industry and then my opportunities are kind of like affected by it right because that that, that is a reality that actually makes a lot of Um, sense yeah. Now, if I was a construction worker, maybe, or, you know, or a, a job where that doesn't really matter, um, then I probably wouldn't really care to anonymize myself too much with it. But okay. I'm in a situation where I have to. I get that. Code switching and whatnot. Yeah. So, so you know, being I was able to, I was great at anonymizing my partners and everything like that. Um, you know, I was able to produce some stuff. And then I started catching the attention of like more like professionals. And then, then I started having, you know, then I started in a situation where I was actually paying like professional uh, women within the industry to, to do, you know, to work on some performances and stuff like that. And, um, and then it kind of grew there. And then I think the, the uh, pinnacle of this per se for me or when I reached the high point where I was about to kind of blow up, but then that kind of scared me, honestly, was when I shot with Pinky. Right. And I forgot how long ago that Wait was. Wait a minute. You shot Pinky? Yes. Yeah, I shot with Pinky. It's on, it was, it was, it should probably still be on her site actually, but I shot Pinky. I shot Pinky and I shot one of her models, Diamond in a Row. And I think this is back in maybe 2014. No. Nah, 2012, I think, maybe 2011 or 2012, I think this was. Um, and uh, yeah, it was that. Yeah, that was a dream come true, man. It was it was interesting. Like I'm telling you, like as soon as she got as soon as she got naked, like you know, she was expecting that she would have to do a blowjob to kind of you know get me ready. But I was ready. I was ready. I, I was bet like, the hell no, you I'm were. Yo, yeah, I was ready. She was surprised, like, oh my god, he's ready. I was like, yeah, I'm ready. You know. <laughs> well, you know, the thing is, is like with a lot of adult stars a lot of um men in the adult industry especially those who work through agencies um 
you know, they, they, they have to, they shoot a particular amount of scenes per day sometimes. Right. And especially if they're super popular, they're very busy. So the problem is, is that um, when you have to give these very high level performances, every time you perform your, you know, at some point the erection is going to suffer. Right. So. Well, that was abrupt. I know. I know. I know. I'm trying to give you 30 minute episodes instead of an hour. So tune in next week for part two. Tuesdays as always. Until then, like, follow, subscribe, leave a review. Tell me what you think. If you don't like it, tell me. I am GR Heaton. If you do like it, tell everybody else. This is the Kinky Heaton Podcast.